Welcome into the Michael Wall Show. Hey, listen, got an awesome show for you today. Will Robbins, great guy. He's a guest joining us talking about some crazy things. Listen, he's been involved, went to be a professional golfer. God changed his life. He's now partnered in coaching with the PGA of America and all kinds of other great things. But listen, Will, love having you here, baby. Good to be on, my man. Yeah. Good to be on. Looking forward to talking today. going to be a lot of fun. So let's just jump into it. Here you are. i got to write it down, make sure I had it right. The scoring method, which is awesome. That's his method that he created as far as coaching golfers, part of the RGX company, which is partnered with PGA of America. Um, and uh, you have a Christ is my caddy blog, which I love. The other thing that I think our listeners are going to know right away is you are originally from Tokyo. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, north, northwest Alabama. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, real close to Tokyo. Rig- originally from England. Yeah. Lived back in England, grew up playing golf in England, and then came to the States. Actually, right here, uh, played two years in Monterey Peninsula, and then two years in West Palm Beach. Yeah. And back back in the saddle, then decided to start your companies. But before you started your companies, I think this is so important. You were literally signed up. You had sponsorship. You were ready to go play on tour. And you had some crazy things happen in your life. Talk about that. Yeah, just got married, just bought a house, just signed a three-year contract to play professionally, just bought a dog. Everything was good. Went to Thailand on our honeymoon and just had the most amazing two weeks. Uh, Phenomenal. And then on the last day, sitting in our hotel, waiting to decide, do we sit by the pool or do we go out on the boat? And next thing you know, all hell broke loose. Hmm. Tsunami came through. You guys were, what, 300 or 300... Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, we just heard a bunch of screaming and didn't know what was happening. We didn't know the earthquake had happened in Sumatra. We didn't know a tsunami was heading towards our hotel. Mm. So, you know, I heard screaming and I thought to myself, well, you know, the Bali bombing had happened maybe a year earlier. 9-11 wasn't that far off because it was 2001, 2004. So I'm thinking terrorism. So I thought jump over the counter. Everyone else is jumping over the counter and leaving the building. I'm thinking maybe it's better to get into a room and protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Jump over the counter, run through a door, run into an office, get down on the ground, and we we get in behind these sort of like big fr- metal framed, uh, you know, shelves. Get in there, and we're on our hands and knees, and we hold each other's hands, and we're praying. And the next thing you know, just the largest explosion. I mean, just the loudest noise ever, but it didn't stop. So it was like a explosion, but it was it was the wave basically starting to take the island out. Wow. And my wife looked at me and said, this is it. And I just looked in her eyes and said, no, I shout. I mean, by this time we were shouting because it was so loud. And I, as I said, no, the entire wall to my right went straight through me. She went straight through the ceiling. It was pitch black and I had no idea where I was. Wow. No idea that a tsunami had hit us. But all I knew was I was under, I knew I was underwater. I was tumbling, tumbling, tumbling. I'd let go of my wife's hand. The wall, I remember the breeze, like a huge block had hit me in the side of the head. So I felt my head being crushed Um, and I'm underwater and I'm tumbling and I'm just thinking, this is not how I die. There's no way this is how I die. I was even saying, this is not how Will Robbins dies. Mm -hmm. And as I went underwater further and further, started to run out of breath and realized this is how I die. You know, this is, this is awful. I'm on my honeymoon. I've lost my wife. I'm about to drown and I'm tumbling. Now I'm inside a hotel, right? So it's not like I'm in water. I'm inside a concrete building that's been destroyed. So I'm inside of stones and rock and wood and metal that's being just tumbled. It was more like an avalanche, right? Mm. So I'm tumbling down um, and on my last breath, I'm like, this is it. I'm gonna inhale the water. Because my, my head was crushed. I lost my wife and I'm, I'm about to drown. So I just thought, end it. Uh, and for just that moment, I just decided, no, I'm not gonna end it, but I'm gonna die fighting. 
And so my, my belief was the water's going to come in, but it's going to come in because my lungs just open up, mm. right? Because they have to, mm -hmm. and I'll drown. And I said, I'm going to die fighting. I added one extra word in there at the beginning. <laughs> and uh, at that point, literally, I'm going to die fighting and bang, I was in the middle of the ocean. Like at that exact second, I popped out of the water. Wow. And there I am, 300 yards out in the middle of the ocean. The whole island's gone. All the hotels are gone. And I just hear screaming and about three feet away from me is my wife. Wow. And she's traveled right alongside me and we're out in the middle of the ocean. That's incredible. And there was, I think uh, we <clears throat> we talked about this. There was a documentary uh, done on this as well. What was it, like yeah. 250,000 people died that, yeah, that day? Yeah, 250,000 people. And in the area that you were at, there was like 10,000 people on the island. 3,000 died. 3,000 died on yeah. the island, yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. Man, that's amazing. And, and, and major, obviously, you had you had major injuries. She did as well. And that, and that altered the career. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we yeah she would triple pelvic um, fracture. Um, we had yeah a bunch of bunch of trauma, bunch of physical trauma, mental trauma. Spent six weeks in hospital in Thailand. Well, spent a day in the water. Um, as I told you, got saved by Marcus Melberg, my hero. Uh, pulled me out of the water. My son Marcus now, um, wow. and then got back to America and couldn't play golf. Uh, my wife got laid off because she was wow. a school teacher and yeah. she got laid off. And so, yeah, it was, um, I got back and the crazy thing at that time was, is that, I, you know, I knew underwater I surrendered, like fully surrendered. It was like, my life's over. And when I came up, it was the most amazing experience because I just had surrendered it. Mm. And so it was like, nothing phased me. So mm. it was like, oh, your insurance company dropped you. Oh, okay. No worries. God's got it. <laughs> Two days later, our insurance broker comes to our house and says, it's so wrong what this insurance company did. Here's a check. We've got this from around, around the office. Wow. And here's a check to replace all your lost luggage, all your passports, everything you lost on your honeymoon. Here it is. Mm. My wife gets laid off and then it's the Red Cross shows up with a check for us to help us to pay our mortgage. Wow. And then it just everything worked out, you know. And then that's where somebody came to, a friend of ours came to our house, Sean, and he's like, hey, you know what? If you want to start teaching golf, then... You know, here's a place to teach. And I didn't say this to him, but my first thought was, I do not want to teach golf. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I want to play. You know, I haven't spent all this time working on my golf yeah. game to go and teach people. Yeah. But then again, I looked at my bank account and thought, that's a great idea. Probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> let's, do, let's do that right now. Start teaching golf would be a good idea. And so that's, that was how the journey started in starting to at least teach the game of golf. You yeah. Know, start, to, start to understand what my passion was. I love that. And I wanted to kind of take a minute to allow you to unpack that. And, and the reason that I did is, is primarily because, you know, you were literally hit by a tsunami, right? Yep. But there's a lot of people, I think, in life right now that are in a place where they feel like they've been hit by a tsunami in the world. And it's a different, it's not a water, it's not they're tumbling down buildings, but, you know, financially, or, you know, maybe it's just the things that are happening globally or politically or COVID, all of this stuff, you know, that's just, they're dealing with and like, man, how do I, how do I kind of fight my way out of that? And I think, you know, a big part of that is, um, you know, making sure that you have, just like you're playing golf, right? Making sure you have the right caddy to pick yeah, the right, right shots. Like these guys that are pros and you were, you know, soon to be on that, that train until God yeah. obviously allowed something to change your life. Um, having the right caddy, having the right coach, having the right yeah. teacher matters. And so uh, I wanted to do this as a, not only a way to tell your story a little bit more, but also as an, as an area of an encouragement for people that are out there feeling like down and depressed right now about things in life that they're not sure of, what are the next move yeah. is, what they're going to do. Yeah. I can't even imagine being in a place um, in your situation specifically where you spend all this time, energy, money, you know, 
over the years to practice and prepare for golf. And then all of a sudden, I mean, nobody goes on the vacation and thinks, huh, wonder if a tsunami hits. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's just not even on the radar. And so now, obviously, because of that, you've been in a place where you've quite honestly been able to touch and reach probably many more people than possibly you could have playing I don't know and oh absolutely I think if I'd have kept on playing it was all about me it was all about shooting those scores and traveling and 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 trying to make my way to the PGA Tour Mm. so it was very self-centered and very focused on me which isn't a bad thing Mm -hmm. but I wasn't focusing on other people yeah and then when I started to teach I mean I got on a driving range and I instantly knew I didn't want to do it. You know, I mean, there's a person standing in front of me. We're so confused with all these problems in his golf swing with a hundred thoughts and a hundred questions. And I'm like, this is why I don't want to be a teacher, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, he wants a swing fix and I'm a golf pro. I know how to get the ball in the hole. Yeah. And, and he thinks his problem is his golf swing and his driver slicing. And I'm like, it's not. And so the beauty was I had a lot of freedom at that time because I said, I'm going to go back and play professionally. So I don't need to give him what he wants. Right. I need to give him what he needs. Yeah. So it was very freeing because I just said, look, let's get in the golf cart and let's go and play. So I got on the golf course, took his driver, and I said, you're not going to hit driver. Well, I need to learn how to hit my driver. No, you're terrible. You shouldn't <laughs> hit your driver. Like, yeah. like you can't play that. You it's, said, it's, it's, well, it's, yeah. well, like you said to all yeah. of us, that when, I, when I first, by the way, just truth be told, when I first met Will, I was in an event in uh, St. Pete just a couple months ago. And, and the first thing that he says to the group, which yeah, I was like shocked by, but it was kind of funny. He's like, here's the thing. He's like, how many of you are pros? You know, uh, nobody raises their hand, right? Okay, so you need to understand this. You suck. Okay. <laughs> it's like step one. Just understand. Take the pressure off. Be the second ball golfer, yeah. right? That just, you you tank it in the water, and then you lower the pressure, and then you finally hit a good one right down the middle. Yeah. Be the second ball golfer really good. And and um, I love that. And, and through your, your, your system, the scoring method, uh, what is it, RGX? I'm looking down to make sure I say yeah, it right. So, so, RG- so tell us about that. What, so, what, yeah, what, is, what is the evolution of that? How does that affect? I know you're connected with the PGA of America. You're coaching a lot of pros that are you know, coaching yeah. a lot of, across the country and the world. Yeah, so I, I started, I was there teaching. I get on that lesson. It's driving me crazy. I get him on the golf course, and I just start to give him what he needs, which mm. is here's how you keep the ball in play. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll have I'd have him get frustrated. I'm like, you're not that good to get frustrated. Like, <laughs> I should get frustrated because I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean, but I don't get frustrated because it's not helpful. Yeah. And so I went back and played for a while. So I, I took about six months of not playing, and then I went back and played. And over time, I really started to realize, like, okay, 73, 75, miscut, five grand down the drain. Come home, teach, coach, have fun, make money. Yeah. Because I changed from being an instructor to a coach. Yeah. So what I believed was, if I'm going to teach you, I'm going to teach you on the golf course. Yeah. If I'm going to teach you, I'm going to be the leader. You're not going to tell me what you're going to work on you're not going to tell me that you need a lesson on this and i'm going to tell you when to practice and how to practice and you're going to practice with me yeah so my team would come out and practice with me play with me and you know we we were dropping guys from 120 to 80 in 12 weeks wow guys from 95 to 75 in 12 weeks It's, it's impossible scores if you're trying to fix a goal swing yeah but if you a lot like with your background if you you know, the financial, if you put someone in the right place financially and they do it for a long enough time, they're going to be wealthy. Yeah. But if they're guessing and trying new things and looking on YouTube and looking at Golf Digest and looking at all these things and, and they're, clue the, they're, yeah. they're they're getting lost, they need a guide. Yeah. So I shifted to coaching. And so my belief was, look, I'm going to guarantee your result. So the minute I did that, I became their leader. Like, so when they said, well, I want to hit a lob wedge, I'm like, you hit a lob wedge and that wedge is in the lake. Because like, <laughs> you cannot hit a lob wedge from there, right? So it became yeah. a lot of fun. It was all team-based, so we'd have 12 people, 16, 20 people on a team. And so I'm coaching them how to play the game of golf. They're shooting lower scores. 
And that's where I found my passion, mm. right? I really found my passion from there. So what happened then is I started to look at, well, how do I simplify it down? How can I put a system in place to help people to make the game so simple? Mm -hmm. So first was I got to reduce expectations. How do you do that? Get rid of the score. Now, all my players play for a score, but we've given them a system of, did you get into a position to score? Check or X, yes or no? Yeah. Did you get down from inside the scoring zone? Check or X, yes or no? Yeah. So what they're now doing is just playing little games inside of one hole. And if they do that, you will not make a double bogey yeah. or higher. So if you take away blow up holes out of someone's golf game, they're like, oh my God, golf's fun. I yeah. shot 86. Yeah. They think 86 is hit it straighter, hit it further, hit it higher, spin a wedge. Yeah, it's like I, I, need, an, I need another 30, 40 yards of my driver, right? Yeah. And I yeah. remember that was one of the first things, Will, that when, when I was in your clinic before, you know, you're like, uh, okay, listen, I don't need to help any of you with your driver. And, and then we played that hole and you played with us and you're literally, yeah. I don't know if you had Chipping a seven a iron, iron, was yeah. it a six iron, yeah. seven yeah. iron? Yeah. You're totally. like chunking right. it, hitting it yeah. fat, all this stuff, whatever, yeah. on a par five or whatever yeah. it was. And you're still like, listen, I can have five bad shots, four bad shots, five bad shots, and still get there. It's not, a, it's up the middle. Yeah. It's not that far, but I got five chances at it. Yeah, and make an easy bogey. Make an easy, yeah. Show you guys, yeah, chipping the six <laughs> exactly. iron and, and that's the thing is, so golf has been taught you know, in a different way. It's just been taught poorly because mm. there's this mentality that your pro is kind of not your servant, but you know, is is maybe not your peer yeah. in the pro shop. Yeah. But when they get on the golf course, it's the opposite way around. They're the expert. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Let them help you get better. Yeah. So the environment has to change from sort of the one hour model, you know, to we're gonna build a plan. Mm -hmm. A lot like the financial business. Yeah. You know, let's here's a plan. Here's where you're at, here's a plan, here's how you're gonna do it. Well, what about that guy? He's different. It's going to be different. But yeah. you've got a goal. You've got a plan. And we're going to execute. And we'll use different tools to get there. Yeah. So the minute we started doing that, it was a ton of fun. Um, we opened up a bunch of locations up in Sacramento. It was going really, really well. And then my best friend, his daughter had his tsunami. So his daughter um, had glaucoma when she was born. Mm. She's having surgeries every three months. And he needs to stay at home. So he tells me, I'm going to get out of the PGA. And I said, look, let me show you what I did. You've got to shift this men mentality that you're going to be a leader and you're going to sell results. Because no one wants to get a lesson. Mm -hmm. I want to spend a, a, buy a lesson. I just want to break 80, right. break 90. Right. I want to shoot a lower score. Yeah. So he shifted from six days a week to one day a week. And we tripled the size of his, the revenue, tripled his revenue. Wow. And when I did that, what I found was I love helping people break 80, 70, get a college scholarship. But when you change someone's life. Yeah. Again, which is what you do for a living, right? Yeah, yeah. Get someone the security that they can retire and look after their grandkids and their children and leave a legacy. Yeah. That's life-changing. It is life-changing, and it fuels you because you know this is what I'm good at. Yes. And I think what happens is, is there's so much distraction in the world. I mean, listen, again, this is not, I don't talk about finance a lot on this show, but people know that, you know, I've been in the industry and we have a team that helps families, you know, protect, grow, reduce taxes on their wealth. And we've done it for years and years and years. And one of the things that I noticed, even Will, when I was doing media, national media for like six yeah. years, I noticed there's so much distraction that people are literally like deer in the headlights. They don't know what to do. Yep. You turn on the golf channel, you talk to your neighbor, you talk to this, I got to get this driver, I got to get this putter, I yep. got to do this, I got to do this. And not that getting good equipment is bad. Yeah, It's just the idea of the mentality of uh, this next thing will be my fix. Instead of saying, wait a minute, 
let's just chill out. Let's think about things completely differently. I need a guide. I need a plan. And I need to be disciplined and held accountable. To get it done. doesn't matter that. Losing I, weight, making money, or playing what, golf. It's, it's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> you know, it's I love what you said. And this kind of caused you to break the ice when you were younger, when your coach said this to you. Yeah. Remember you were saying you're getting ready yeah. to tee off. You're all nervous. Tell tell everybody what, what he said. Yeah, so my old coach, Lukey, and um, <laughs> he was the football coach. And then he coached the golf team at Monterey Peninsula uh, Community College. And I remember, you know, super nervous on the first, heading up to the first tee, but I'm on the range hitting extra golf balls. And I just, coach, I, coach, I, I have lost it. You know what I mean? Now I'm thinking technical because I'm trying to win a tournament. And so I'm, I'm overthinking and I'm stressed. Yeah. And you're in it. You're playing. I mean, you're, yeah, I'm like, coach, I'm heading up to the first tee right now. Look at my golf swing. Look at my golf swing. He's like, let me take a look at it. And he watches a couple of swings and he goes, okay, Willie, come over here. I was Willie. Right? He's like, Willie, come over here. Okay, buddy. He's like, that's what I want you to do. Take two weeks off. And then give up for good. <laughs> and I just burst out laughing like, oh, thanks, coach. That was helpful. But guess what? It broke the ice. Yeah. I took a deep breath. I calmed down. And what he was really saying was, man, you're good enough to do what you've got to do. Calm yeah. down. Don't stress out about it. Don't take it so seriously. It's just a game. He didn't say any of that. Yeah. But that answer allowed me to go to the first tee and go and play great golf. Yeah. And so that's where we've got to start to make golf. It's a fun game. But most people are trying to perfect it. Mm -hmm. Like they are life. Mm -hmm. They're trying to perfect life. So they struggle. Mm -hmm. We all struggle with anxiety and fear because we are trying to perfect something that's imperfectible. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, I want to talk a little bit about Christ is My Caddy, the blog, the blog that you have. I think it's yeah. cool. You're going to be coming out with a book. I'm holding you accountable now to that. It's out I love here. it. And so what does that look like? Where, where, the evolution, how did that start? Okay. So that started the with, there? so great story here. So my, my wife's Christian and I'm not at the time. Well, I went to church in England and I went on Easter and Christmas. You were a CEO. Christmas, <laughs> Easter only. <laughs> CEO. And so my brother-in-law he had tattoos, abiding servant on the back of his hand, and he had tattoos, and he was a youth pastor. And I'm like, I'm not even sure you're allowed in a church. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm pretty sure you can't be Christian. And I started to go to, you know, we'd go, we'd drive over to Rancho Cucamonga uh, when we were living down in L.A., and, uh, and I'd go and hang out. And I saw these teenagers, these, you know, 20-year-olds and stuff, 19, 20, that were just at peace, like, like really had it. And I, I had, a, you know, drinking and drugs, and I'd just gone down these, this path of just not knowing how to calm the the anxiety the the anger inside of me and so i'm seeing these and i'm like what's this all about and so i start talking to my brother about it and my brother-in-law you know and i start asking these questions and he gave me a bible and and i knew my whole life i i had a connection with christ as a child because my parents had my mom had always read me the gospel and things like that and i was sitting on the beach this is the day before the tsunami i'm sitting on monkey beach in kopi p don and i'm sitting there writing and i said you know what I'm going to write a book. I'm going to call it Christ is My Caddy. Wow. The mindset behind that was, look, if, if I'm reading this stuff, imagine you're reading the Gospels for the first time and, and they're saying things like, this world will give you trouble. And it's like, this game of golf will give you trouble. And you're starting to learn, like, well, I am trying to perfect my life. Mm -hmm. And God's never asked me to perfect his life, my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. He said, surrender my life, not perfect my yeah. life. And so yeah. I'm starting to realize when I play good golf, I just relax and yeah. I do. It's like that back nine. You've already played terrible. You don't care. <laughs> you relax and on the back nine. You shoot your best ever score. Yeah. And you're like, the next time you come out, you try hard again. And you're like, don't you get it? When I, when you surrender, not that you don't care, yeah. but when you give up on trying to be something or somebody mm -hmm. and you, and you go and do God's work mm -hmm. so he can do your work, life changes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm writing that book 
Uh, I'm writing the pages of that and I'm looking at these chapters and saying, okay, like if he caddied for me, what would he say when I'm getting over an eight time? And I'm like, okay, should I hit an eight time or a nine, eight, nine? No, I should hit a fader or a draw. Four, fader. This is what I'm thinking right before I'm hitting a t-shirt, you know, like a, an iron, right? And it's like, what would God say? Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Yeah. Just pick yeah. and, and ye of little faith. Yeah. You know, keep your eyes on me. Like this isn't going to be due to the golf shot. Yeah. You, you can't handle the anxiety that you're going to be under, Will. Nobody can. Mm-hmm. So if you take your thought off of the outcome and you put your thought on me and the God-given gift that you've given, been I, that I've given you, and you let that light shine, then you can play to your potential. Mm-hmm. But if you try and step in and hit this goal shot, yeah, you know where it's gonna. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. so that was the start of that journey. And then, you know, went off on um, on building building the companies and being busy mm-hmm. and and now just making a real dedication back to that. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of churches and 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 presented this and done golf outings where we go out on the golf course and we play nine holes. You know, changing lives nine holes at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, just like getting out there and well, it's connecting with people. Connecting with people. And I love I love that you literally were in a place where you uh, were writing some of this down. It sounds like you're on the beach. So this is what, the day before the tsunami? This is 16 hours before the tsunami. Wow. That's incredible. And, and you know, when you think about that, it, this was a place where, um, you know, you had this vision. You know, you're starting to write this stuff down. And then you're in a place that's completely outside of your control to yep. the point of almost death. And many yep. people did yep. die, right? And so you, now the question becomes like, well, why was I spared? What was the purpose, right? And now you're starting to see the evolution of all of this as, yeah. as you're living your life. And I love that as far as let your yay be nay and nay be yay be yay and nay be nay. You know, the Bible talks about a double-minded man is unstable yeah. in all of his ways. It doesn't say a double-minded man is unstable in some of his ways. It says he's unstable in all of his ways. And it's, yeah. it's so interesting, you know, in life, I see so many people that, you know, will they're taking advice or listening to things from well-intended or good-intended people but that really don't know where they're going in their life. Yeah. And so that creates a lot of controversy and chaos and uncertainty yeah. in life in general. And so I love that you're going down this path. Well, let's let's land the plane with this. What do you see in the next, you know, we'll call it just the next year, two years, even three years, whatever it may be, as far as where you think not only the game of golf will be, but the evolution of, of how training, I mean, we were just looking off, off air here, at the Masters app, right? And how, like, you can literally follow each golfer and watch each shot and just the evolution of technology there has yep. been amazing. So how do you think uh, the these coaches really fully now starting to adopt some of the philosophy that you've talked about to really yeah. change the game for people to really ha- allow them to have more fun? What do you think that looks like? Yeah, so tying that into what you said, you know, you live through something like that, you get a bigger purpose. And I remember when I decided to stop playing, I called my sponsors and let them know I was going to stop playing. It was a really hard day. Uh, and I wrote down on a piece of paper, I'm going to revolutionize golf instruction worldwide. Mm. Now, I didn't know what that meant, but I knew what it meant was I've been teaching these people and I needed to find a way to guarantee people lower scores. Because if they shoot lower scores, they're having more fun. And in doing so, I can also transform the lives of a PGA professional who often are stuck on a driving range teaching the same lesson over and over again and being told what they should be working on. Mm-hmm. And knowing the student won't practice and knowing the student probably might even come back. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of my mission. So WR Golf, my academies grew. And then, as I said, I helped my buddy. And then it turned into another friend and then another. And then it was like, this is what I love to do. This mm-hmm. is I love this. And then that turned into RGX, my company, which is revolutionized golf instruction with an X on the end. 
Um, and the X Factor. The X Factor. Yeah, well, that's that's an, <laughs> another another baby. coach. Yeah, and yeah. so and so um, and so yeah, that's grown after the, over the last twelve years, and now we've got coaches, hundreds of coaches all over the world that we've helped with this. We partnered with the PGA four years ago. And I sat down with them and just said, look, I'm guaranteeing results for golfers and we can impact the lives of golf pros. And what we need to do is help them make more money, get their life balance back, get them to affect and impact students so they stay in the game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I get to go out there on a weekly basis and travel all over the country and talk to my fellow members of the PGA and talk to them about this is how you are going to get your life back. You're going to mm. stop selling your time, start selling results because everyone wants to get better at golf. They're all struggling and they don't have a guide. Mm-hmm. They don't have a coach. Mm-hmm. They need a plan. And so where do I see the game of golf? It's moving in a great direction. You know, the PGA is 100% behind it. And I see that the more that hopefully the hard part is change. And even if you've been teaching for a long time and you've been doing a good job, it's almost like I just want to stay here even though I'm not comfortable. Yeah. But I'm seeing these pros. I mean, I've got texts from today, yesterday and the day before. Three days in a row, I've got texts from, Will, I just doubled my income and I'm working half the time. Wow. Will, I just had, one of my guy coaches just made the same amount of money he made in one year, two years ago, in the first quarter. Yeah. And doing it 30 hours a week and he used to work 60 hours a week. Yeah. So seeing that life change, mm. what I'm hoping is more and more professionals start to realize, like, I am an expert. Yeah. I am these guys are doctors and financial advisors and dentists and they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars and they love what they do. I can do that. And yeah. so it's helping them get embraced with that. And I think that's the the joy that I have. And then, you know, as I'm doing that, just spending more time with the fellowship of Christ is my caddy and, and mm-hmm. really trying to connect with more more people that have questions about Christ and, mm-hmm. and doubts. Like, because I didn't, I'll just tell you this, I didn't turn to Christ right after the, most mm-hmm. people would think, you went through this army, you lived and all these people, you must have gone. No, I decided to go back and drink more and yeah. struggle with that. And I ended up having to hit my knees again. Yeah. And I, I feel like what happened was in the tsunami, I surrendered because I had no choice and I got given complete grace. And then the second time, I hit my knees and I surrendered because I had to have it. Mm. You know, it was mm. like, God, I've come to the end of me because mm-hmm. my life's a disaster. Yeah. Even though it was like, but Will, you live through this army and everything's amazing. I'm like, yeah, but I took control back. I took my business back. I did this. Mm-hmm. I did this. So it wasn't that he said, you've got to earn this, but he's like, you've got to put your cross on your back yeah. with me. Yeah. And I fail at that every day yeah. as we do yeah. as Christians, yeah. you know, but I at least know the walk that I'm on mm-hmm. and I at least know who my savior is. And I at least know that there's truth and I've got to follow that. And I'm going to be challenged by the world and by my flesh every single day on that mm-hmm. one. Um, but it's a great journey. You know, it's just, it's just fun to see golf, changing it's great to see making golf great again me making <laughs> golf great again <laughs> i love here it here in well Beach. you're you're empowered you're empowered by um really watching others thrive and that's that's a beautiful thing yeah. and, I, and i wanted to just share a little bit of your story if people want to find you where do they go good question well if they want to if they want to shoot lower scores the scoring method if they want to understand you know, a little bit more about a journey with Christ. Christ is my caddy. They're all websites. Christ is my caddy.com, the scoring method.com. Okay. Um, or just, you know, WR Golf. That's my website. So my initials, WR Golf, and just reach out. And Yeah. Awesome. Well, Will, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to share your story. Thank you so much. Awesome. And hey, listen, as, as we wrap this show up, I just, I want to encourage you that um, you might be in a tsunami right now. You might be getting ready to face one. You may have just gone through one. But challenges come to all of us, and I think it's so important to really think about why 
you're doing what you're doing. You know, you hear me say, talking about controlling your mind, controlling your brain, controlling not just what you do, but eliminating the negative, eliminating the noise, uh, getting off uh, some of the distractions that have kind of held you back over the years. And I want to encourage you to, like Will, to embrace the challenges that come at you. You may not do it excitedly and, and, and op- openly right away. I mean, I think if we're all honest, we'd say, you know, uh, that kind of sucked and I don't really want to do that. Or why is this happening to me or all of these kinds of things? But if we take another lens and say, okay, it was happening for a reason. If we remember that champions are not made on feather beds. And if we realize that we literally are one of ones, you are, I am, Will is. We're all here. You're here for a purpose. So what is that purpose? Why are you the only one with the only fingerprint that you have that is ever born or ever will be born? Have you ever thought about that? It's really an important question. And by the way, if you want to learn more about some of that journey, you can go to golivewithpurpose.com. That's our nonprofit. We're doing some great things there, uh, helping people find purpose in life. But I want to challenge you as you listen to this show to not only share it, but also re-listen to it to be encouraged from time to time. And as always, my challenge and encouragement is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Be blessed. Have a good one. Talk to you next show. 